Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. This morning, I have been given the privilege to talk on trenches, and I've been given 1 Samuel 28, and it's longer than Dara's own, 27. Cheating, but it's okay. But today, I'll be talking about 1 Samuel 28, and, but before I go into that, um, let's just quickly say a word of prayer. Daddy, we thank you for today. We thank you for bringing us here this morning. We are excited for what you are doing. We're excited for what you're putting together in this season, oh God. Father, we pray even that I decrease, that you increase. You be the captain, Father, that you speak to your children this morning, oh God. And Father, we pray, oh God, that these words are not just going to be dropped on fallow grounds, but to be dropped on soils that will bring forth fruit. Daddy, we pray, oh God, that your light will shine through, oh God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Trenches, 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 trenches. I did a little study, you know, of World War I and, you know, building the trench and why they built the trench at that time. Uh, there was a war between the German, I, I tried to put that in my head, but German and France and Great Britain and later United States put their nose inside. And um, they built the trench um, in front of the... West Front, that's what it's called. And they stayed in there for three years. And um, this video I was watching, and they were talking to us about the, why, they, why they built the trenches and why they were there for that long. Now, because every time they would try to come out and go, the Germans were ready to kill on sight. They were ready to kill. If you like fly, they are waiting for you. Go through the ground, they are waiting for you. Go in troops. They have the machines that kill people in thousands, you know. And so they had to stay there for so long trying to strategize as to how do we get out of here. Because you can't be in the trenches for too long. Just a short period of time, but they were stuck for so long. And we can't be here. We're losing people. There's no food. There's no this. People are dying. We need to get out of here. And so this morning, I'll be talking to us about light up the trench light up the trench. And the Lord was teaching me about what it means to have light. I'm sure that they being in the trench, they were not in darkness. <laughs> because if they were in darkness, they couldn't strategize. If they were in darkness, they couldn't eat. They can see each other. So they can't see that we shouldn't go there. There's somebody there. And so they needed electricity of some sort, light of some sort. And so this morning, we're going to be, I'm going to give you a short summary of 1 Samuel 28. Like I said, I'm going to go as fast as I can. 1 Samuel 28, we have David and Saul doing Tom and Jerry from 1 Samuel. Everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And then now, 28, the Bible started with David and in the, still in the Philistines, um, Philistines camp. They were about to go to war. They thought it's part of them. They didn't know it was a fake. And then the Bible said, and Samuel died. And Samuel died, and everybody sitting mourned, and they buried him in his hometown. And there was a darkness upon Israelite, upon the people of Israel, because Samuel died. And Saul, confused, because they're about to go into battle with the Philistines, and they didn't know what to do. He was praying. God wasn't speaking to him. He was scared, because there's so many armies trying to come against, probably like 3,000 3, to 300,000 people, and I don't know what to do. All the medium, all the, the spiritual people are chased out of the town. And there's no one to talk to God on his behalf. 
And God wasn't hearing him. God wasn't speaking to him. It was a time of silence. And so Saul was like, I need to know what God needs me to do in this time. And the Bible recorded that someone came to meet him and said, oh, there's a medium somewhere that you can talk to that would give you a little bit of an idea of what happened in the spirit. You know, some of us, we don't know that our lives are being decided on the spirit and we're spending so much time in the physical. Job was lounging and then his life was being de decided by the devil because he was blind to the spirit. Saul said, I don't know what is happening in the spirit. Well, Saul understood that the spiritual controls the physical. Now, before it happens here, it is manifested in the spirit. So he needed to have an understanding of what do I do? What has been done in the spirit? And so eventually he covered up, hid himself because here yeah, someone was in the court talking to a medium. Got there and this lady, and he told the lady that, oh yeah, you want to talk to a dead person. And the, the medium being, we talk to dead people every day. Don't worry, I got it. And I don't think she had even done anything yet. And Samuel showed up. And she turned and said, who are you? That doesn't look like someone I talk to every day. That is different. Are you Saul? And Saul was like, Saul was like, what happened? What did you see? And said, I saw a man, a huge man, so scary. And Saul knew that was Samuel. And Saul immediately went face flat on the ground and said, Samuel. And Samuel said, what do you want? Why are you disturbing me? And Saul said, this is what is going on. And Samuel said, but you know. God has already decided your fate a long time ago. You are not important to him anymore. Tomorrow, you and some of your sons are going to die. And Samuel left. And Saul was so sad. He wasn't going to eat. He was hungry, but he wasn't going to eat. Just eating his last supper easily. You know, and the woman begged and eventually ate. And then that was where 28 wrapped up. And so, and then I asked God, so how does this relate to light? And then... Trust God to break it down for me. So one, 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 one. And so Psalm 119, verse 130. Psalm 119, verse 130. I'm going to be reading the NLT version of Psalm 119, verse 130. NLT version of Psalm 119, verse 130. If it's on the board, you can see it. If it's not, you have your Bibles. Bible says the teaching of your word gives life. So even the simple can understand. NKJV says the entrance of your word gives light. And understanding to the simple. The entrance, not the seeing, not the hearing, but the entrance. Saul heard so many times that God is angry with him, but he did not enter. Entrance of your word gives life, gives light, not the scene of your word. And so the Lord broke down to me what light means. What does it look like when you have light? The first one is that light symbolizes supernatural insight into scriptures. Light symbolizes supernatural insight into scriptures. In Genesis, the Lord created so many lights. Stars, the moon, the, all of the different kind of lights. But the Bible says there were two superior lights, day and night. They had authority over every other light that would come up. 
night had authority over every star that will come up. The bigger your light, the bigger your authority. The bigger your light, the bigger your authority. If you open your, the word of God and you live with no, no understanding, you live with no supernatural insight, there is no entrance. Light symbolizes supernatural insight. Because sometimes you don't have an understanding of the word. But when you have the light of God, the supernatural light of God shines into the light that is inside of you. Light recognizes light. Light recognizes light. Luke eleven thirty four to thirty five. Luke eleven thirty four to thirty five. Um, uh, yeah. Okay, let's do this. Luke eleven thirty four to thirty five. I'm going to read in NKJV. And the Bible says, "The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body also is full of light. But when your eye is bad, but your your whole body also is full of darkness. Therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness." There's sometimes whereby the light inside of you, it's darkness, but you think it's light. Someone comes to you and prophesy because you hear that, oh, it's a prophecy. You think the light is light, not knowing the light is darkness because you do not have insights of the word. Bible says that we prophesy in part, not in full. So someone should not stand and tell you how your tomorrow looks like when you also have access to the spirit. Because you do not understand what the word of God is saying. Someone is telling you that you're, I see sickness in your future. You forget that the Bible says, I wish above all things that you be in good health. So you don't have understanding of the word. You see fear and the only Bible verse you remember is God has not given me spirit of fear. And that's it. Light. Supernatural insight in the word of God. Second thing, light connotes understanding and comprehension. Light connotes understanding and comprehension. A lot of us chase knowledge, but we do not chase understanding. Understanding is the application of the knowledge that you have. Bible says in 2 Timothy 3 verse 7, it said some of, that even some of us chase after knowledge, but we do not have the comprehension for the knowledge. The example I got was a pilot. <laughs> that was so funny. Better laugh. <laughs> a pilot. So, he knows how to fly a plane. So you sit at the back, lounging, some of you falling asleep because you know that you get to your destination in peace because he has understanding. But I decided to go and fly the plane because I have faith. <laughs> the opposite of, of fear is not always faith. Sometimes the opposite of fear is understanding. Because you have an understanding that the chair that you sit on will take your weight. That's why you can sit on it. If I enter that plane, we will courageously die with so much faith inside of me. Stay still and know that the Lord is good. I will go meet Jesus that day because I lack understanding. Light connotes understanding and comprehension. Understanding and comprehension. Three, light connotes direction. The word of the Lord is a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my, unto my path. So that means that the light shows you where to go. Bible says that you hear a voice in, at the back of you telling you, this is the way. Not these are the ways. This is the way. Take it. Light connotes direction. Direction, direction takes away confusion. 
the moment all of this light is turned off, you'll probably drop the camera, hit the, see the screen, because you don't know where you're going. Light go no direction. For light means illumination. Showing forth. Isaiah, Isaiah 60 verse 1. Arise, shine. Because your light has come. Arise. It didn't say sit down and shine. Light connotes illumination. Showing forth. Anything that is bright will announce itself without words coming out of his mouth. Light connotes illumination. In the trench, they do not have light. They don't have direction. They don't have understanding. They cannot put strategies together. They do not have, they're not able to show forth. You know, one of the, um, when I was watching the video, the guy was talking about some people try to run away, run out at night because it's dark. But the German has something called a flare that makes it so bright like day. And so you think you're running, you're almost there, and you just go, that's it. Showing forth. Last light means life. Light means life. And so I'm going to have a few minutes while doing it. Hallelujah. And so I'm going to do something quickly. Um, I'll give you rows. I'll give rows number so that you know. So we have row one, row two, row three, row four. And those are the back, row five. I haven't forgotten you all at the back. Row one, row two, row three, row four, and row five. And if I can have every light in this building turn off, I need pitch black. And even the screen, if that's possible. Just, just, just take out the background. Okay, perfect. There's still one light. <laughs> Trying to sneak in, but it's okay. We'll work with it. Can I have row one turn on their phone lights for me? Row one? Thank you. Just act like this light doesn't exist so that my example can make sense. Now, you walk into this place, and in your mind, this place is dark. There's light, but it's still dark. Can I have row two had lights to it? Thank you. It's getting brighter. Yay. It's still dark, but it's getting brighter. Can I have row three? Row three. Come on, you have iPhones. I saw it. Thank you. Can I have row four and row five? Perfect. Amongst every light, there are some people in darkness, but this place is so bright you don't see it. They don't see it because there is some sort of light. Can I have one of the lights in the front? Thank you. Because someone standing here it's shining forth your light, their light on you. Doesn't mean you have light. All of these lights, two, four, six, eight, ten, compared to all of the lights on the phone. Is it compared? Is it compared? Turn off all the light. This light is enough to light up the room. We have two or three people that have enough light for the entire room. But doesn't mean everybody has light. Can I have all the lights turned back on? Doesn't mean everybody has light. A lot of us are basking in the light of our friends and our neighbors. But our lights are dimming out. Day in, day out. Your life is dimming out. Day in, day out. 
we walk out of this place. You go to your job. You go to your, your classes. And you forget that you have light. You start to want to look like darkness. But the Bible says, light cannot comprehend the darkness. Light cannot comprehend with darkness. Sometimes when you see someone wear all black, minus the shoes, they look cute. But they are dark. When light is invited into your life, there is a transformation of your life. Let your light so shine before men. And what does the Bible say after that? That they may see your good works. Not your ordinary works. Your good works. And then go back to the original light. And glorify our Father which is in heaven. God doesn't speak English. God speaks light. He hides inside of light. Around him is light. He releases light. He speaks out light. So you are supposed to be light. One of the things the Holy Spirit has been teaching me is that one of the creatures, that we are the only creature that God had created that has access to the two-dimensional world. We can operate in the physical and we can operate in the spiritual. God himself, the Bible says God is spirit, not God is spirit and man. So that means God cannot operate in this dimension. He, he obeys his own principle. The same way the devil cannot come into the physical and operate. But we can operate in the two dimensions. And you forget your authority. You let the devil determine how your tomorrow will look like. You forget in the spirit, there is not today. There is not tomorrow. There is not yesterday. It is as it is in the spirit. It's so easy for the devil to move around on earth and do stuff through the lives of people because our flesh already is sin. But the moment you start to think about it, I have to let this go. I have to let that go to be light and it becomes uncomfortable. We're talking about strategies for warfare. You have no understanding. You have no direction. And you want to go fight? Oh, the enemy will slap you. Light. Saul knew that he couldn't go into battle without having an understanding. He's used to God telling him how it's going to go. Oh, don't worry, you will win. Pursue, overtake, you got it. Go, move. And then one day, nothing. No direction. No communication. No understanding. No insight, no life. Starts to search. I need someone that can tell me what's happening in the spirit. Went to someone that only talks to the spirit that is not of God. She sees something that doesn't look like what she normally sees. And said, who are you? What do you want? Why are you here? Why are you messing up the things I've been doing? Someone's light even in death. Haradabasusiada. Samuel's light even in death. Bible says, and Samuel died. And at that moment, there was darkness. Light.
light up the trench. Light up the trench. God, light up the trench. Enough of walking in darkness. Enough of walking in confusion. I will not stand here and tell you how your life will be. You have access to the Spirit. You have access to the Spirit. Use your authority. He says, I have given you the keys to the kingdom. Whatsoever, no matter how the look, you bind on earth. Heaven is listening to you. Light up the trench. Enough of coming to church and waiting for someone to prophesy over your life. You don't even know if your light is darkness. The Bible has all your answers. He said you will hear a voice that tells you turn right, turn left. We are deaf. We are deaf. We are confused. I don't know what to do in school. Oh, I've been praying. I haven't heard anything. God is not telling me what to do. God is looking at you like I've given you all your answers. Leave me alone. Emeka said he's doing a discipleship class. He said after the Holy Spirit came, the God Father office was closed down. Closed for business. And left you the Spirit of God. Do you understand that the spirit of a man is the man? So we are a spirit that lives inside of a body that has a soul. We need to channel our spirit man more. Stop using your body. Your body cannot do anything. Even your soul. It's just for intellect, intelligence, love, emotions, I love you. But your spirit, no man can kill your spirit. Nobody. That's why I encourage you to speak in tongues more often. Do a marathon. Just speak in tongues. Watch how your spirit will manifest. Your body is non-existent. You are not using your soul. But your spirit will wake and wake in and say, yes, she's doing something. He's doing something. And then you start to see things in the spirit. Do you think if anyone comes up this altar to minister, they are looking at your head? <laughs> or your bodies? Light. Some of us, like I said, our lights have been going out. Little by little. Going out, been going out. But we don't know because this light is so bright. That light, light is so bright. This light is so bright. But you know that your light is going out. You know that your life is no longer an example for evangelism. You know that you have conformed so much to this world and the wiles of this world. You know, having wealth, having the good things of this life is not what will take you to hell. It's the love of those things. So the, the thought of, if I do this Christianity, does that mean I'll be broke? I don't know. Mm -mm. Philippians 4, 16. What does Philippians 4, 16 say? God shall provide all. Not some. All my needs. According to whose riches? Your riches? His riches. It's only God's blessing that adds no sorrow to it. 
So it's possible to have all of these things. But when they start to come before God, that's where there's the problem. Your light has been going out. Some of us don't even have light. We're looking for someone that would help us. So this morning, and even every other Sundays that uh, my brothers and sisters have come here and speak to you. And things are adding up in your head, but then your life is not making sense. This is adding up. It makes sense, but my life doesn't look like this. I am always confused. I'm always waiting for that voice that says, stand up and go out, wear purple clothes today. You're always waiting for that voice that would... You're not using the spirit that is inside of you and the light inside of you because you don't have it. So this morning, the ultimate light wants to give you a little bit of the light. The biggest authority of light wants to give you light. If you need that light, please come out. Saul's life was already gone the moment Samuel died. But he needed a reassurance that I'm actually alive or dead. Some of us have no light anymore. But your life depends on your light. Please come out. The, the author of light himself wants to give you light. I'm not going to beg you. I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to stand in your account from 1 to 70 so that you will eventually decide. I'll leave you with the spirit of God and your spirit man to understand that you need light because light is life. You need light. The ultimate light himself wants to give you light. Enough of walking in darkness. Enough of hitting your heads on the wall because you can't see. Going back and forth, going in circles. Please come out. Forget about the person next to you and the person behind you. Oh, I'm looking cute today. Oh, I'm looking handsome. I don't want them to know that. Oh, <laughs> I tell you, the same people, like um, the rich man and the poor man, they'll look down and be like, you all right? Please help us down here, just drop water. You okay? You will think they love you. <laughs> See, when it comes, heaven and hell. So do not think about the person next to you. This is your life. The moment you announce yourself in heaven, the enemy sees light. And what does John say? When light comes, darkness cannot comprehend. The enemy sees light and runs. That ah, This one will expose me. You're, are you not tired of the attacks? Your life is not making sense anymore. There is no direction. There is no communication. God does not stop speaking. We can't. We stop knowing how to hear. 
We cannot hear anymore, but he is always speaking. So you've, you, know, you know when this wax, wax in your ear, but it's not even wax. You've put stuff. The Bible says that the eye is the, is the lamp of the body. When the eye is bad, the entire body lacks light. You fed your eye with nonsense. You fed your ears with nonsense. And now there is no way for lights to enter. But there's something you can do. That is not really a physical thing. Because you cannot be born again. But it's a spiritual thing. And so it answers to all your spiritual questions. All your spiritual problems. Everything that happens in the spirit. It fixes it with just one decision. With just one decision. Please come out. I'm going to pray, pray us out very soon. I'm going to pray us out very soon. You have just a few seconds. You know the Holy Spirit is telling you, but your light has gone out. You know that your light has gone out. Your life does not show God anymore. When you go to work, it's easy for you to just conform it's easier, it's easier like this so I can get the job done. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Your good works. And glorify your Father which is in heaven. So let's just stretch with our hands and pray for brother and sister that's in front. You're asking for the light of the Lord to shine over their lives. Oh, they start to walk in light. Oh, they start to have some, some kind of rema. And most importantly, their names are written in the book of life. Their names are are significant in the spirit. When they speak, when they pray, the spiritual answers. Arida basuzia namakosha kerebandosia zizaruzunde bekuna radabasus. So please say after me, Lord Jesus, come to you this day. Have mercy on me. Forgive me all my sins. Wash me with your blood. Write my name in the book of life. Release your light over my life. Help me to shine brighter and brighter and brighter. That your name alone will be glorified. In Jesus' most precious name we are praying. Celebrate, celebrate Jesus this morning, this afternoon. God is good. So let's stand up, please. And so this morning, I want us to ask, I want us to ask this morning that the Lord shines his light over our lives. Light exposes. So the things that need to be fixed, ask the Lord to shine his light. The light that has been going out, ask the Lord to replenish it. Ask him that you'll be proud of him in the secret and you'll be proud of him in the open. Pray this day that the light of God shines over your life. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church podcast. We hope this message blessed you. 
If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.